Hey sweeties, sweet spotters and sweet people, how are you? My name is Mark Zeus, I'm your host and for this episode I talk to the German gallerist and entrepreneur Johann König. A German newspaper once called him a pop star among gallery owners and he has an amazing life story. Johann comes from a family of artists and people involved in the art industry. At the age of 11, he lost most of his eyesight in an accident involving exploding black powder. After several surgeries and partial recovery, Johann was not only able to complete his schooling with a high school diploma, he also decided to go into the art world himself. In 2002, he founded the Gallery for Contemporary Art in Berlin, which in 2015 moved into the now-famous location St. Agnes, a church and community center in Berlin-Kreuzberg. His consistently sensational exhibitions and the impressive rooms of the church have made his gallery one of the most important venues for contemporary art in Germany. Johann moved on to open more galleries around the globe and has recently founded a digital art platform called Misa Art, an online platform exclusively for art where you can find limited editions, NFTs, secondary and original artworks and you can buy shares of art with fractionalized ownership. So for this episode I talked to Johann about his career, his daily work and how art and artists have influenced him as an entrepreneur. We discussed his leap from running traditional galleries to his startup Misa.art. I was interested in his personal brand as well as the role that a brand of a gallery plays today. Johann also talks about his mission to open the art world to a wider audience. This is a great episode for all founders, creative entrepreneurs and art lovers out there. So without further ado, enjoy my talk with Johann König. Welcome to The Sweet Side. This is The Sweet Spot Podcast with Mark Zeus, investigating entrepreneurship, purpose, and the creative life. Sweet people, it's a pleasure to welcome you again to the Sweet Spot podcast. Today, I have a very special guest, Johann König. He's once called the pop star of German gallerists. Johann, welcome to the Sweet Spot podcast. Thanks for having me. <laughs> pleasure. My first question is, it's, we're recording on a Thursday morning. So I'm really interested as one of the most famous German gallerists. How does your day look so far or how does your day-to-day -day work look at all as a gallerist so i'm in the comfortable position to um, live uh, and work at the former saint agnes church mm -hmm. um, we live in the um, with my wife and kids we live in the apartment of the preacher man and i uh, started my day um, with uh, using my peloton uh, in mm -hmm. a weak uh, wi-fi environment <laughs> Uh, which I hope uh, holds stand um, in this conversation. Then I took my daughter to uh, the Waldorf school next door and uh, started the day uh, with a, a team meeting where we try to, um, well, it's a heads-off meeting where mm -hmm. we speak with all the different um, departments. 
Uh, my wife and I, and that's um, maybe actually interesting. The first point that the a gallery, running a gallery is a real, um, it's an enterprise mm -hmm. um, or maybe not really an enterprise uh, in the business economic discussions of an enterprise, but it's a company. We employ 65 people. Um, and uh, of course, 65 people needs to uh, be um, driven and um And directed mm -hmm. and this uh, you can't do alone so we have a great team of um uh, different uh, segments really like a company marketing um sales um uh, logistic and so on mm -hmm. and um then i oversaw quickly the installation of aga van koshravi and annette camps um exhibition which is opening tonight mm -hmm. um of course very Uh, restricted opening possibilities still due to Corona. Um, but that's a great thing of uh, St. Agnes that we have this giant space uh, upstairs and um, an amazing courtyard. So we're going to have an opening reception tonight in the courtyard uh, so we can nice. stay outside uh, and take masks off. That sounds amazing. I found a quote. It's from Magnus Resch. He wrote a book, Management of Art Galleries. And he said, gallerists are like the doorman for the art world. They are DJ and the barkeeper all in one person. So as a gallerist, you are manager, consultant. You're part of the production of artworks. You market artists and their artworks. For all the creatives, all the entrepreneurs listening, can you tell us more about the business model of A gallery how do you build this what's your approach to be a standalone gallery i think interesting is that originally the business model of a gallery was pretty much as magnus says uh, to be the doorman mm -hmm. so that um the main function of a gallery was to provide market access to artists so if you were an artist and did not have a gallery it was very difficult to sell work yeah because um Galleries are somehow the window to to a wider market, and if um, this is still the business proposition of a gallery to the artist, I think it's quite difficult in these days. Um, and it's interesting with this um, comparison to a doorman. I never wanted to be a bouncer or doorman <laughs> to the art world. Mm -hmm. I thought that this is actually the biggest problem in the role of a gallery, uh, and that there are not enough galleries anyway. And uh, too many great artists uh, for too many, uh, too little uh, galleries. And um, the main reason for this is because I think there's not so much prestige about running a gallery. It's it's very hard to be profitable with a gallery, even though you uh, collect 50% percent of uh, of the sale. Um, but you need uh, real estate in um, expensive neighborhoods, big spaces, overhead, fairs, and so on. So it's a, it's really, um, uh, from an entrepreneurial point, it's it's a big, big challenge. And now we are in times where um, this market access uh, with Web3 is more and more obsolete because yep. um, artists can publish on blockchains directly. This was mm -hmm. always a big question when looking at Spotify or looking at the disruption of many markets, how would that change the art market? And, and now we see the, uh, the change. And I think many people haven't really understood uh, how severe and significant <laughs> this uh, change is going to be. But it's fantastic. I, I really uh, celebrate it. And I think it's um, because it, it, on one way, it makes a gallerist 
more and more ir irrelevant. Mm -hmm. And on the other hand, it makes the galleries um, more important than ever because there's more um, art visible. There's more, there are more platforms. That's why we founded also an exclusive art platform, like uh, exclusive, not from, from the audience or from the participants, mm -hmm. uh, but from that is exclusively art. So it's called Misa.art and we provide a platform for artists uh, for NFTs, uh, limited editions, original artworks, secondary market artworks from, from, from collectors, fractionalized ownership that you can buy shares of art. So it's like a, it's like a one-stop shop uh, solution uh, for, for the art market, but only art. So when you look at OpenSea or Nifty Gateway as NFT marketplaces, They um, sell everything um, uh, regarded to yeah. NFTs, and we yeah. we do physical and digital art. And this is our attempt to somehow open the door to a new um, to a new art world. Of course, we it's a separate company from König Gallery. König mm -hmm. Gallery, we, we we of course keep on running with a very personal touch, very yeah. boutique. Um, um, and, and I, I'm very happy about these times right now because I thought always that this is um, the biggest misunderstanding I felt uncomfortable about mm -hmm. being considered a doorman, uh, <laughs> judging who comes in and who, who doesn't. Yeah, yeah, I can I can understand that. So I also appreciate with uh, Nisa Art that you are dealing um, art NFTs only because in my experience or what I can see is there are like two sides to it. The one side is there's way more visibility to art which makes the whole curation process more important as gallerists, as people from the art world. And on the other hand, the NFTs underline the economical part of the art world a lot in, in what I experience, because NFT can be like the first email ever sent, can be a draft of a, of a digital song or whatever, or it could be an, an artwork. So I like the idea of putting only an NFT platform for, for real art. That's... That's nice. Yeah, and we, we we try to push it even further that it's not only an NFT platform mm -hmm. because I think important is also that art NFTs, you know, because NFT can be a, a insurance card and will anything. be. Yeah. 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 So so anything on a contract. Um and I think employment contracts will be on NFTs, everything. I think rent uh, everything will be on an, an NFT. And the possibilities are are really endless. <clears throat> and I think important is also that art NFTs are so, because OpenSea is nothing else than eBay, mm -hmm. and who would sell um, their paintings, their precious paintings, on eBay if they have another possibility exactly. where they are surrounded <laughs> by other great art? So exactly. that's why I thought it's important to to pro provide a platform which is um, bringing the the uh, art NFTs out of out of the NFT uh, soul mm -hmm. NFT context, mm -hmm. and then show it together with great paintings from art history uh, since the 60s with recent uh, photography, recent sculpture um, editions. So, so open it up um, uh, and, and close it at the same time mm -hmm. to have a, uh, have a, have a art-only uh, context. Mm -hmm. Considering the future of your galleries and your, your enterprise, is the, the digital art world something you consider a whole new branch a whole new approach do you help artists to become nft art creators or is it something you do on the side as a, as a second second business arm so to speak 
Yeah, somehow both. So somehow they're like three players. You know, there's the König Gallery, which I run with my wife, and yep. there's me somehow as a persona and entrepreneur, mm -hmm. uh, also as an investor. I do uh, uh, quite some uh, seed investments. Mm -hmm. And then there is Misa Art as an independent company, which is not run um, by my personal taste. You know, mm -hmm. König Gallery is really yep. much the taste of my, and, and, and what my wife and I think is the most relevant figures in the respective disciplines. Uh, but Misa is a wider um, space. But my personal uh, drive is very much to, to build bridges and to don't look at these uh, segments uh, different. Mm -hmm. Because I don't think there's a digital art world and there's an analog art world. I think there's one yeah. art world and that's very diverse. Yeah. And we try to... Um, we did with König Gallery, we, we uh, released NFTs by Erwin Wurm and mm -hmm. Katharina Grosse. Uh, Refik Anadol, uh, for example, was combined then with a, with a physical print. Mm -hmm. So he's a digital artist we brought into the physical world. And we bring the physical artist into the digital world, but with a plan to realize one world. Because I think this idea of um, online, offline is... Uh, uh, it's melting, it's melting away. Yeah. yeah, with virtual reality. Yeah, I don't metaverse. think it actually exists. And and also this this point of the the metaverse to come. I think we live in the metaverse mm -hmm. already. Mm -hmm. uh, only that we hold the the phones um, vertical and not horizontal um, <laughs> yeah. is maybe the only yeah exactly the only difference. You just talked about it. Your gallery. You as a gallerist, as an entrepreneur, how important would you say is it to be a brand yourself? as an entrepreneur, as the gallery owner and founder, and as König Galerie yourself? What what thought goes into building a brand as König Galerie? Uh, I think that's very important. That's why I mentioned it, that actually I, 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 I avoided the, the, the term brand, I mm -hmm. guess. But in fact, there are three brands. It's König Galerie, Mista, and uh, my personal brand. Yeah. And... Um, And I had a lot of resistance against it. Um, okay. Because I thought, why, you know, um, I found it a kind of a strange idea when, when listened about this in podcast and read about it in the New York Times and stuff. But after all, I think it is contemplating on this and reflecting on this helps because to different, dif differentiate, you know, in my purpose as a person and as a personal brand, is different from the purpose of König Gallery and different from the purpose of Misa. Mm -hmm. And uh, to to think about these things and and strategize a little bit, I think are very helpful um, to uh, understand what what uh, possibilities there are. And I would always, and that's for example also in to, in, in terms of looking about how to build a career of an artist. You know, mm -hmm. because at König Gallery, 20 years now, I'm building careers of artists, and. And if, when I learned one thing is that artists are in the epicenter of everything. You know, they, mm -hmm. they I mean, this entire art world only exists because of artists. And um, when I started my career, often a position was my artist to say like, oh, no, I'm only the artist. I'm doing my artwork mm -hmm. and that's it. And that's solely not true because they make all the decisions. And even though they have advisors and um, communicators mm -hmm. and gatekeepers and whatever, but still the artist makes the decision. Mm -hmm. And um, and so I think it's good to um, 
to, to build also a personal brand as an artist, as a creator, as a um, uh, whatever you do. Yeah. Um, um, I think that's uh, helpful. I mean, at the heart of every strong brand, there is a purpose. And you just talked about your purpose. Um, would you like to share your purpose as a personal brand and the gallery with us? Sure. So, so my purpose is really, uh, or what drives me is to um, open the art world to a wider audience on any aspect. Yeah. And that's why I consider myself as an um, art mediator, which kind of sounds strange in English, but like Kunstvermittler in, mm -hmm. in German. Um, and because I, art really gives um, amazing life quality and uh, carries you through dark times and opens um, new worlds and is um, somehow asking questions you um, wouldn't have think of that there's an answer. Mm -hmm. So it's really and and I think that that the, that that art managed it to. Um, or the art world more than art itself to create an environment or like a like a situation that people think they don't understand mm -hmm. enough to look at art and and to spend time with it and i think that's the biggest mistake because there's nothing to understand enough to look at art i think it's just important to to do so and and our and that's our uh, efforts with the König gallery um there we try to showcase the most important artists in our understanding mm -hmm. in their respective disciplines you know we show mm -hmm. Annette Kame who is a fantastic um photographer and we think the most important photographer of her generation in that field mm -hmm. of um portraits and still lives um um, because there are many others who work like her as well, but we think she's the best. Then, for example, Aga Van Koshravi is an Iranian artist living in New York, dealing about, uh, it's it's figurative painting, but it's also very mixed-media object-driven, mm -hmm. uh, dealing about the women in, in Iran and, and the idea of women in general, um, like um, representational paintings. Um, and... So, but then it's, 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 you know, how would you say? It's very like high art, very, um, um, highbrow maybe even, you yeah. know? And then yeah. we try to, to find a way to communicate their respective practices of all the other artists as well and to, um, to make it possible and accessible for people to just come mm. and just look and feel and, and get an idea. Uh, about it and and that's really the um, um, because artists want their work to be seen and and not only to 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 its respective industry um, to a but to a wider audience mm -hmm. and it's 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 very sensitive to to do that on a way that it's not too um, uh, you know too too popular mm -hmm. or or um, Uh, it's always in a respected and and sort of holy environment. That's why we yeah. have the church, yeah. you know. To, yeah. to, to um, and we are open Sundays. We do a lot different than, than most of the galleries yeah. do. So this is with Koenig Gallery, and then with Misa, it's even further to the step of because consequently with Koenig Gallery, it's very exclusive from its programmation. You know, we show 40 artists. 
they all um, many of them driven by us or helped by us to to achieve big careers mm. and show in big museums all over the world and with um, and so we have very limited capacity to show um, more artists because it's um, it's a very intense uh, work relationship it's a lot of um, care and artist liaisons it's a big overhead we have more people looking after the artists than artists you know mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and um, and then there's Misa which is a complete separate company and is uh, a real startup which is also um, um, on the way to be a um, so we are we are looking at um, investors uh, relations and uh, how to roll it out yeah. and growth and things like this and um so it's 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 built to scale and it's built to um um uh, to expand uh, rather quickly and that's a platform which is um much wider open um so because of course with 40 artists or, or something like this mm -hmm. limited at Kuni gallery it's super limited it's it's still um again exclusive because it's uh, only for art and it's curated yeah. but it's not curated by me personally um, or my my wife and me um, it's curated from a bigger team in different categories so we have editions um, nfts mm -hmm. um, secondary market artwork post-war till today mm -hmm. and then contemporary art uh, in different segments so um, it's a uh, and fractionalized uh, mm -hmm. art and um, uh, and they are different to the other um, uh, companies which do this, like for example, Masterworks. They focus on blue chip, um, a very established Basquiat and so on. Mm -hmm. And so we go um, more emerging and mid career mm -hmm. uh, to to make it more accessible. And and because we believe we don't necessarily want to turn art into an uh, investment product. But we believe that when people can have skin in the game or sort mm -hmm, of mm -hmm. um, be part of something, you know, let's say you, you love an artist and you follow and you can uh, invest also in their practice, you join them on their journey, yes. you know? Yeah. And, um, and this we do with about, I would say they're like, the goal is to have about 1,000 artists on, mm -hmm. the, on the platform. Mm -hmm. It's more accessible on both aisles, you know, on mm -hmm. the on the exactly. collectors and um, buyer side, but also on the maker artist uh, side, in the producer side. Yeah, and I, I love it because that's very much aligned with your purpose as as a person, as an art mediator, as what you do with your gallery to make art more accessible to the world. So, but I I have a follow up question because you said this is a quote unquote real startup. So I think in terms of new business model, getting external investors in, building a scalable product, so to speak, a platform. Um, how did you approach this? From when did you have the first idea to it coming to life, going online? And who did you choose as a partner? Because I can imagine it's very different running a gallery with a way smaller audience, smaller artists you work with, and then opening it up. So what was your entrepreneurial journey to opening this platform? Yeah, interesting is because also for me, I needed to find, um, you know, the balance between um, 
as, as I mentioned before, I never wanted to be seen as an as a gatekeeper. Yeah. You know, so I'm very happy about this whole uh, NFT craze, which I think will only open the door to a more you know, breaking the rules of, oh, as an artist, you shouldn't mm -hmm. sell yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, it's bad esteem to do that, mm -hmm. which is bullshit. Mm -hmm. Because why should an artist, you know, they'd rather starve than mm -hmm. selling themselves, you know? <laughs> which yeah. I think is such a, and it's so funny, the art world, which I, where I come from, you know, it's like, as a, as a like privileged child of, of, of my parents, who my father was a close friend of Andy Warhol, and mm -hmm. Gerhard Richter was the best man of my, my, my parents, and mm -hmm. my mother was a, actress and it's like all you know like deep insight from 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 this like bohemian art world dynasty um of course i found my own passion for love uh, and love for art but not to tell people what's good and bad you know yeah. and um but then still of course i need to different dif differentiate uh, the program of the koenig gallery from misa because um not everything on Misa is like I think it's. I personally think it's great, but um, uh, some are more interesting than others. Mm -hmm. But all of them have a right to to be there, and it's all art, you yeah. know, and it's all vetted, and it's all yeah. it's all relevant. Exactly, that's the point. Relevant is exactly the word, you know. So so cause mm -hmm. um, is is I think a f super interesting phenomena, but it's not my favorite uh, mm -hmm. artist, and yeah. but it's super relevant, and for many people, it's very relevant. So. Um, and so that's what we want to do there. And and uh, actually, it was really due to Corona, um, we were able to to go this way because, I mean, I'm 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 sort of known for breaking rules and 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 don't care too much about uh, the the etiquette and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. what to do and what not to do. But of course, there are always certain limits. And sure. And what happened is that all art fairs uh, were cancelled. Mm -hmm. And then we thought, okay, so we all suffered anyway from this huge dependence on art fairs because they're so expensive, yeah. they're so bad for the environment, they're so um, unsustainable, you know, because you, 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 you drag it all to, to Miami and mm -hmm. then you ship it, you sell it all back to European sure. clients. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and so then we thought, okay, how can we... And then the other point I noticed thinking about art fairs they are so an art fair is renting out booths to galleries, and then the list of the art fair is the names of the gallery. Yeah, and this ultimately means that uh, you need to understand what these galleries stand for. Yes, you know. So, so um, uh, imagine like I don't know what's the way to compare to it. Well, I would compare it maybe to a to a big uh, shopping mall boutique. You go to KDW in in Berlin if you know you want to buy luxury items. So KDW maybe stands for a certain kind of product and luxury goods compared to uh, Karstadt or Walmart or something. Ex exactly, but then then it's like Art Basel, which is yeah. a brand, you know. Yeah. And and people see then uh, König Galerie and much uh, I don't know they don't show it at Basel anymore, but uh, like. Gagosian, Hauser Wirt, Zwirner, mm -hmm. maybe these names are familiar, but then Zeno uh, X and uh, uh, Rüdiger Schöttle, I mean, who knows what's behind these names, who's not a deep art market yeah. insider. Yeah. So imagine you have um, a, a big music festival and it says Universal Sony Music 
and um, Agro Berlin, mm. you know, yeah. it's like, okay, what, what, um, uh, like, who are the artists behind these brands? Yeah. And who are the, like, the brand is at Basel, then all the gallery names, but who are the artists behind it? Mm -hmm. And, exactly. and, uh, and then it's so much about the gallery, and I think it should be about the artists. Mm -hmm. So we thought of the concept of an artist's fair, mm -hmm. that, that the, the exhibitor list is the artist list. And that's combined primary and secondary market. So you have works directly from the artist, you have works from galleries re representing the artist, and you have works from collectors and um, uh, companies, uh, collections, and yeah. dealers. Yeah. Um, and then that's like the, that this is how the idea was born. Um, so we had George Kondo and like um, really the A to Z from 96 to today. Mm -hmm. And then this was right in the June of the first uh, year of Corona. Uh, what was it? Like June 2020? Yeah. So long ago. <laughs> yeah. And then obviously the question was how to move this uh, online. And because, uh, I mean, there's no, no way around. Oh, no, actually first it was that we had it only online for the period of time the fair was going. And then it, the next step was to say, but why not? Um, so the, the success was Keep so, so yeah. big. And, yeah. and there were so many artists who, who loved the idea, who wanted to join. And then we said, okay, why don't we do this all year long and use all the knowledge existing from e-commerce in efficiency of how to display things, how to ship them, how to um, uh, present them with all the new technologies. And um, and then parallel to this, I was working on an exhibition at König Galerie uh, with Annika Meyer together uh, on painting and sculpture in the digital times about yeah. artists working um, with NFTs and uh, digital art um, and painting, you know, physical and digital. And then we realized an app for König Galerie. So this was like a parallel uh, project. And then we understood the um, we had an auction uh, of nfts on OpenSea, and noticed that all our uh, König gallery collectors weren't able to uh, join because of the uh, complexity of open yeah. up a wallet change yeah. in we yeah, yeah, yeah. in east and change in Wii's and so on and and then we noticed and then people happened hmm. uh Right after, mm -hmm. uh, which of course um, uh, um, created so much attention, and so we were already kind of deep into this scene more or less, and then we thought, okay, we need to find a solution to make this accessible for um, uh, sort of retail collectors, or not retail, but you know, like no normal yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. at this time. Um, uh, average art world consumers and then we found a way to to receive fiat payment like credit card and paypal and integrated um uh, nfts on misa and uh, started to do experiment you know looked a lot into other other industries on how to um let people so then we thought what are the reasons why people don't buy art mm -hmm. and and how to share this experience of living with art. And then, because you only understand how to 
what it means to do something or what it means to have a painting on your wall by an artist or, yeah. or work of art, live with a work of art. You only know what it means if you do it. So we thought, how can we find a way that people try this out, you know? Mm -hmm. And then yeah. we thought we do, uh, coming from looking at like the sneaker, we had an interesting moment here. Also, we had Kanye West here at the mm -hmm. Koenig Gallery um, uh, building with O32C, where our neighbors launching his like dropping his um, picasso uh, baby um, merch collection or something yeah and and these um and that was super interesting to see how how what, what impact that had and when then, then we saw we ask artists um who um like johanna dumay we did a with misa we did a johanna dumay uh, she's a french painter living in berlin mm -hmm. who has a big following her paintings are relatively inexpensive you know they cost like seven thousand euro mm -hmm. but it's still a lot of money for mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. it's, too, it's too much for a young person yeah so we said why don't we do a a, um, a 24 hour print drop so mm -hmm. it's it is a print and yeah. we drop we print as many prints which are ordered and then she paints on each print and then we so and then people are able to come into this position to own an original yes. hand-signed and uh, painted yeah. uh, piece by this artist they love at only uh, 300 euro. Amazing. Yeah. And um, and that worked super well. And we created, I think, I don't know, 600 uh, art collectors. Mm -hmm. um, probably, you know, mm -hmm. new mm -hmm. people who bought for the first time. And so, so we are... Um, And then we put put it all more and more together, you know. It's it's it's, and then you hit new challenges. I mean, to to deploy six uh, hundred prints, sure, uh, and have an infrastructure to 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 do excellent um, fulfillment, uh, fulfillment yeah. is really challenging. You know, yeah. that's not what the gallery is built for. So now, and then we notice, okay, now we need a different we need a different team. We need to build this, um, and 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 that's actually also a lot of time. Um, It's it's funny because I'm I'm saving so much time for not traveling around, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so so that's also good that the yeah. Koenig Gallery um, stuff is not uh, suffering from my activities in, in mm -hmm. Mesa. So I'm looking for a lot of uh, great people. So if someone hears this and and thinks that's an interesting way, because because we need people who um, who have experience, who know how to scale and to uh, unroll globally and um uh, and and b because we kind of a bunch of art people here uh, who don't really know how to um mm -hmm. to build mm -hmm. a uh, it's also funny you know i never did anything else like before i even finished school i opened a gallery so mm -hmm. i have no um entrepreneurial uh, i mean i have a lot of entrepreneurial experience but i don't know how to build a company i mean yes i built a company but not a company i want to build i want to sure. build a um, um, really big company here. You have a lot of entrepreneurial spirit, I would say, because what you just told us is like in big parts, like textbook startup founding a company, you build an MVP, minimal viable product, you tried it out, you tested it, now you're scaling it, thinking about fulfillment. That's <laughs> that's uh, perfect and nice, very nice to hear. Yeah, I think most important is what we did is we identified a problem. Exactly, which I learned That's a lot now from yeah. from you know listening to to startup and how to how to um, how to build a pitch book and stuff like this. Exactly, um, is is really to and 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 that's interesting because we don't need to make that problem. You know, I think often when I hear this, I say like, ah, oh, yeah, um, 
world hunger is a problem and that's why mm. we built an app to um, um, yeah. connect uh, wholesaler with retailers and I think like okay fair enough it's I mean it's good to I think it's good to make money too you know because I sure. think artists want to make money because um, and that's a great thing about also because I get a lot of critique for this fractionalized ownership and I do think the the bigger we get this art market you know the because art market is still such a niche but if you imagine we make art market the art as popular as music mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and and sports or whatever this will ultimately result in more artists being able to make a living of their art 100%. they don't need to do yeah. uh, you know they don't need to uh, waiter they don't need to work in some advertising agencies they mm -hmm. don't want to mm -hmm. and and waste their creativity there um they can just live off selling their artworks and yeah. that's i think um very a good plan and that's interesting now thinking about investments i'm also more and more looking at the possibility of how could a dao work you know mm -hmm. how could you sure. make this um uh, owned by the community um so it's super interesting times we are in Okay, there, and, and I can already hear there's a lot more to come. But, Johanna, I want to ask you something about your, your own entrepreneurial spirit because as you just told us, a lot of what you do is about empowering artists themselves. But also you told me growing up, you, your parents were friends, you come from a, from a whole family that's very involved with art, from your father to your mother to your uncle and half-brother. And also you grew up meeting like famous artists of their time and still today. So I wondered... Did they empower you? Did you learn something from growing up and being involved in the art world so much for yourself? Is there some way of thinking or approaching your job today that you definitely learned from the art world? I think that artists are unbelievable uh, inspirations and actually also very entrepreneurial inspirations because mm -hmm. the artist per se is a ultra entrepreneur because um they believe in something they have to hold on to for usually very long time yeah. before anybody else uh, joins in their um on the journey you know mm -hmm. and uh, and often are confronted with critique and that people don't believe in it so um i think maybe that's the biggest um take uh, mm -hmm. or learning from from being inspired by artists believing in their ideas and even often for a long long time you know that mm -hmm. no no one else is believing in and and they need to hold on to it to uh, finally succeed or yeah. or and they're also succeeding is different it's a different roadmap you know because first as an artist you need to be successful with your own work first mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you have to find it you have to find your own language you have to And and I really I mean I also very envy it you know I would I would love to be an artist um, which I I um, I just don't have it in me so um, I wanted to then help artists amplify and th and that's I think also what drives me so so much is to uh, you know leave it up to leave it up to the artist and leave it up to the collectors yeah you know it's like um, it's up to them you know we of course we make sure that it's a certain quality level and that it's curated but um the dynamic is 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 yet to be seen you know yeah, and um and that's something which is only possible through technology now mm -hmm. which wouldn't be um was just simply not possible before yeah it's an it's an outreach you never had before absolutely yeah so 
I, I read that in an interview I, I read up front about you that you would have liked to become an artist one day, but you didn't dare to, or as you said, you don't have it in you. But today you are so much involved with picking artists, helping them, scaling them, and in a way maybe even as a consultant shape what they do. So I think that goes along with a lot of responsibility in a way that whatever artist you pick, you choose, um, and you help them to grow and get a bigger audience, their message becomes also something that you have to completely align with. So I think as a curator and a gallerist, and you, you empower the artists, and that's a lot of responsibility because their narrative kind of becomes what you also align with and sign up to. So I wonder, do you feel this kind of responsibility? What messages, what arts you bring into the world? And how do you... What are your measurements? What are your foundations for, for handling that responsibility or these, what values are behind that? I mean, I, I really consider myself more of someone who's providing a space and, mm -hmm. um, and a stage in uh, that space or stage or could be anything, you know, it can be a magazine. We publish. Um, so actually that's, that's with Koenig Gallery, we provide spaces in two spaces in Berlin. Our main space here is this, giant former catholic church mm -hmm. but then we we provide a space in seoul in london in vienna uh, in monaco mm -hmm. so these are all spaces by König gallery also in the central land König gallery has a space in the virtual world on on the blockchain um and then we provide also space with with the magazine with social media podcasts all um all this um And on art fairs also, you know, we rent booths to provide the space. And now I think because this comes to a certain limit from its programmation and also from this expansion, um, we provide space now with Misa to a wider audience of artists. And of course, with, with Koenig Gallery, it's very personal, very, mm -hmm. uh, the, the identification needs to be much higher. Um, with, with Misa, um, it's much wider and, I would say there are certain limits, but I'm not so, you know, it's like the, really we provide the space and the artist up to the artist. I mean, okay. often some, it's, it's, it's great to, to be, there's some artworks in the past, which eventually wouldn't have happened if I wouldn't be there to mm -hmm. believe in it and, 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 and simply pay for them. Um, and it's, you know, with like Alicia Quad, for example, we have super constructive, Uh, open f uh, feedbacks and I tell her and but it's all her art you know mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I can be a good sparings partner in 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 discussing and and that of course what drives me and why I'm doing this uh, but in the end it's I feel more um, um, I'm more like a provider you know it's mm -hmm. it's and it's very important to to leave it to and, and they know best you know I think it's like artists usually really um They know they know best what, what what's right. You said in one interview I read about you something you called your breakthrough exhibition. It was with uh, Jeppe Hein, and he created this giant ball that rolls through the gallery and destroys the wall. So it destroys the the space that provides its exhibition, so to speak. And you said there was a big move for you because it was kind of a breakthrough for you as a gallerist, and it was something that you learned to trust your intuition and follow your intuition. Is that still the case and and how did you learn to trust your guts 
So this was, um, yeah, this was super interesting. Uh, I started the gallery uh, in uh, May 2020. No, <laughs> May 22. No, May, 2002. May 20, yeah. 2002. Yeah, so it's 20 years ago now. Wow. So, um, <laughs> and, and at the beginning, I was super conservative in what to show, also because of the influence of my father and my uncle. Mm-hmm. Um, because they were keep on telling me, don't, don't take any risk, make small works. Yeah. Um, so people can buy them, put them up their uh, wall, uh, and then don't invest, you know, don't take risk of production. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, I mean, it was my decision, but, um, it's a conservative I did, approach. I tried. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it didn't, it didn't, uh, it didn't work, you know, because it was like, uh, and it, it's funny because I had no idea about the art market, really zero, you know. And when I opened my first show, I the night before, I told Michaela, the artist, I made the calculation and I assumed that it's going to be a sold-out show. And then I did not sell anything. I, I didn't sell yeah. anything in the in in the first three shows. I did not sell. Yeah. I sold one painting, I think, in the third show. So business was as bad as you can imagine you know and it was like i was actually broke more or less yeah um because the only money i had um i had from my uncle i um borrowed twenty thousand euro mm-hmm. uh which i totally underestimated how expensive it is to have an overhead yeah and and to you know all the side costs you you and i didn't make a business plan and stuff you know so i was really wow. super naive real intuition yeah <laughs> yeah and then and then yeah behind who was actually super crucial in 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 uh, pushing me to open this gallery? Uh, I told him that's sort of my dream. I said, "Oh, you should just do it. I become your first artist." Wow! So he had this idea. He had told me before about of this sphere that it's like a like a metal sphere. You walk into the space, and the sphere starts rolling and destroys the space. Mm-hmm. And I was super uh, impressed by this idea, like like um, seventy centimeter. Um, it's like what is it? Like four feet um, yeah. or three three feet diameter uh, metal ball, like a wrecking ball. And I thought that's a great idea. It's it, it also went played into my my love for institutional critique and minimal art and mm-hmm. or, or you know like um, so. And the problem was. It costed seven thousand euro to order this ball from a fabricator yeah. who was like specialized on robotics and yeah. um, um, kinetic sculpture. And then I thought, okay, whatever, let's do this. I thought the gallery's uh, kaput anyway, and yeah. we ordered the. I ordered the the which usually you shouldn't do because that's considered a. a what is it like a Lieferantenkredit, you know, like a delivery, like a supplier, supplier balance, uh, yeah, supplier yeah. Uh, loan, yeah. you know, yeah. because I didn't have the money to pay for it. So, but I thought, okay, I'm gonna sort of find some way of solving it, and, and probably that's gonna be the last show of the of the gallery. But then at least it's a it's a good one. Go out and then yeah. um, I really had no idea where this would go, and but I loved the idea, and I thought, okay, this is, and it's interesting. I never had really. I was never afraid of failing. Um, I was afraid of not being taken serious, but I was not afraid of uh, s- s- failing. So we did this, and it was um, a giant success, like really um, from a popular vote, but also 
from a commercial side because it was an edition of three. I sold them out all. Um, nice. And then even one to the Museum of Contemporary Art in Los Angeles. And, and then it was not only that I was able to pay for my producer debt and mm -hmm. also my rent and, 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 and continue. But I think the most crucial point was, and I was, I was so lucky that this came at this tipping point because I don't know if I wouldn't have had the naivety or guts to do this then. I wouldn't have had the chance to yeah. do it another time because it would have it would have been ended, you know. Yeah, exactly. So I was really lucky that it came to me this moment because not only that we made this uh, money, I learned that I needed to do what I believe in, mm -hmm. and um, and that I needed to follow my. And then also, I mean, many, 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 many mistakes after, and I took many wrong decisions following my intuition. But I also took some right ones, and no one can do that for you. You need to do it, and uh, and that was very crucial for me to um, to go through this uh, period. And mm -hmm. and and sometimes you lose, sometimes you win. You know, absolutely, absolutely. But I I love this story because it's a story I hear a lot from both creative entrepreneurs, people in the creative industry, or artists that they really kind of had to hit rock bottom nearly. And then reach the point where they say, fuck it, I'll just do the one thing that I really want to do. I don't care if it fails. I'm at rock bottom anyway. So I'm just going to do whatever I want to do now. Because if you would have been successful before with the more traditional approach or what people recommended you would do, uh, you maybe would have never gone that crazy. You maybe would have never done this kind of exhibitions, right? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, and also you need to, you know, you need to gain this, this self-confidence. You need to you need to learn that you can trust yourself, I would say. Yeah, it's a big lesson. Talking about learning to trust yourself, I mean, it's a story you told many, many times. And even uh, the New York Times wrote about it. Um, as a kid, you had an accident and nearly lost your eyesight. And the New York Times wrote about you that maybe this limitation makes you one of the smartest gallerists today. And I found this article together with a quote from you that you say a lot of art looks way better than it is so i think you have a very different approach to artworks it's more conceptual even what you show in the in the König gallery at least it's always very installational conceptual it's a lot about experience and also the i think the thought process behind it is what you look for so i wonder really in terms of quality how do you decide the quality of an artist or an artwork? Um, I think that um, it's really much more about the artist than the artwork. Mm -hmm. So, um, because when we represent artists at Koenig, we represent them soul mm -hmm. entirely mm -hmm. with all their practice. Mm -hmm. and, and naturally, they do a lot of great work, but they also do some work which is not that great. Oh, Not, not as great. Um, so that's why it's also not so important, um, you know, to to see each, uh, uh, you know, to the, the vision. I think since Marcel Duchamp is less um, is less important than um, than you would think. Uh, mm -hmm. Thinking of visual art, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, which at the first time uh, gave me anyway the possibilities, and and that 
I only dare to do this because the artist sort of trusted me and 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 convinced me that it's fine and that they feel understood in what they were doing. Um, yeah, what was the question? What kind of criteria or what's what, how do you pick an artist? What kind of qualities are you looking for? Is it a personal connection? Is it again oh, intuition? It's, or? Uh, it's too too it's too wide, you know. At first, so I mean, I could I could narrow it down a little bit. So. As said, with König, we try to represent the most relevant ones in their respective medium mm -hmm. and 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 area. Mm -hmm. So, talking about digital art, for example, we represent Refik Anadol, and we think that he's the most important artist um, in this field, and is is um, doing it like no one else, and is a pioneer in it too. Mm -hmm. So, we would not show someone who is in that, I mean, of course, why not show another digital artist um, using t uh, t technology or, you know, I don't know, I couldn't make it up now, but <laughs> but he's, he, he's a, and, and that applies also to, I don't know, Shiaru Shiota, who's an installation artist from, from Japan. Um, so it needs to be really special unique and innovative mm -hmm. and and not comparable to anybody we already show that's mm -hmm. very important so you have your you have your own portfolio so to speak yeah it's 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 complex it's not only it's it it, it is very it is it is of course obviously it's personal and it's it's also carries our name mm -hmm. König, mm -hmm. you know Could we could call it? I don't know, like another uh, Metro Pictures. You know, they invented mm -hmm. this name. Mm -hmm. It's still them doing it, but it's also it was more sort of a school, you know, yeah. showing uh, the picture generation artists, and mm. and that's like one. And we we have artists which they couldn't be more different, but we think they are world class in their field. Mm -hmm. And I would not show another artist in their field. Yeah, which okay, is get it, you know, yeah. yeah. So. Um, and that's sort of our criteria, which is more objective than you would think, I think, after all. Mm -hmm. You know, but of course, they need to be good people and um, um, so they are, and they need to be available too, you know, they need to be sure, sure. Uh, it's a very competitive market. Yeah. Let's boil it down to your, to your mission or to what I consider your sweet spot in a way to make to bring more people into the art world. So I would wonder if I'm, I'm pretty sure people are listening to this podcast now that have not yet approached the art world, that are a little bit too shy to just walk into a gallery. Uh, they would never dare to ask the price of an artwork. But you, had, you talk with so much passion about living with art and the positive impact it has. How would you describe it to someone listening now who thinks about, hey, I want to try this. What Johan says sounds amazing. I want to try live with art. How can I approach this? How do I lose my fear of approaching this somewhat elite industry? I mean, there are many great possibilities. So uh, there's in Germany, for example, mm -hmm. there are these Kunstvereine, which do Jahresgaben, mm -hmm. which are like um, uh, small artworks or limited editions by artists to uh, fund the small institution. Um, that could be a good way. Then um magazines do often these with artists and uh, you know like at, 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 at big names 
yeah. at low price points, so to yeah. speak. And then, of course, Misa.art is a um, yeah. is an opportunity to do that. Either by unique uh, work of of, and there we experiment also with, for example, we are using um, machine learning and AI technology mm -hmm. to present the momentum of an artist. So mm. if you don't, uh, if you can't really, because it's so difficult to navigate to understand, okay, I like this artist, uh, but is it really? Um, maybe I, it's tough for me to 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 afford it, you know, yeah. because it's depending on on the amount of money you have in in, in a free spent uh, range. Sure. So and then you say, okay, but how do I know it's really a good artist, you know? And then you can we have a ranking which is going objectively by third data, uh, third party data based on recognition in the art world. Mm -hmm. The more shows you have, the more points you have, and if there's an artist. And then there's also a growth momentum, so you can see where the career is going, uh, and that's all objective. You know, it's wow. like we are because obviously as a seller, you're you're buyers, so it's all objective. And then you can get a more trust, self trust feeling for if it's worth it to you. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. So um, and and so we really try to to put all the tools on the respective customer, client, collector um, to um, make a savvy decision mm -hmm. in what to buy. Okay. And then uh, look out for the 24-hour drops because we have like super prominent artists. You have a hard time to get a uh, work for at the, I don't know, including frame, everything, 500 uh, euro. Wow. And it's also, I mean, the the, the, the mentioned Johanna Dume print, for example, um it's been traded now at i don't know 1800 euro yeah. or something yeah, yeah, yeah. you know which is a uh, i mean what is that even that's like x x5 creating value for both the artist and the art world more. yeah x x6 that's cool yeah <laughs> so johan we talked so much about your profession and your curation process as one of my last questions i wonder if there is a piece of art that means the most to you as a person like is there some kind of artwork in whichever form that you hold the most precious for yourself yeah there is a pedestal of the earth um so it's it's um it's a concrete pedestal in mm -hmm. in denmark um like in the nowhere land somehow mm -hmm. and it's um so it's the idea um that it's um That the that the world itself is um, the sculpture on its pedestal. Wow, love it! And this, I think, is a very beautiful uh, idea. Okay, I will I will look that up and put a picture or a link to it in the show notes because that's worth looking at. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, great. So, Johan, I have two more questions for you. It's the same two questions, quick questions that I ask all of my guests here. So, the first one is. Is there something that is inspiring you personally on your creative or entrepreneurial journey at the moment that you would like to share with us? May it be a talk, a podcast, book, series, whatever you just saw that ignited some kind of creative process in you. Is there something you want to share with us? Um, so what I really uh, liked is uh, the book Boom mm -hmm. by, um, he's a New Yorker, um, journalist and that's about the rise of the New York art market from uh, Peggy Guggenheim until today 
it's very um, US focused, but it's an amazing read for anybody who wants to learn about this um, this industry. Mm -hmm. Perfect. You find that in the show notes. And my last question is, what can we look forward to? I mean, you talked a lot about your galleries and Misa.art and your personal ambitions, but um, you have an opening tonight. Good luck with that, by the way. Um, what else can Thank we look you. forward to? Where can we see something you curated other than what you already mentioned? So we are planning to um, work on a rollout of Misa uh, Physical Fair. So mm. that's maybe important to mention that Misa is an online platform with seasonal events. And there we are looking on how to um, host these events globally. Yeah. Um, and we are starting with one here for the gallery weekend in uh, May in Berlin, but also look for other possibilities to bring them to other capitals. Yeah. Very interesting. So I think we can read more about that on Misa.art <laughs> and we will. Absolutely. Perfect. Johan, thank you so much for your time and your little sneak peek into the world of art. To all the sweet people listening, you can find everything we talked about in the show notes, all the URLs, um, images, you, your own podcast, Johan, uh, Something with Art, the German podcast you're hosting and much more. Yeah, and the German equivalent called König Kunst. Thanks so much for being here. <laughs> Thank you. Ciao. Bye bye. Woo. Sweet people, what an inspiring talk. I was so happy to have Johan on the show and take a look behind the curtains of his entrepreneurial drive. I especially enjoyed his view on art, that it improves life quality and can help you through dark times but also that artists can be an inspiration for entrepreneurs in the way that artists are ultra-entrepreneurs, as Johann put it, having to believe in something and hold on to it for a long time, even when confronted with criticism. I think that holds a lot of wisdom and new ideas for everyone listening. Next week, I will talk to Paul Glazer, Managing Director of the English Theatre in Hamburg. Throughout his career, Paul has worked in many creative fields, collecting and combining experiences from decades. I wanted to know how he's going to guide the theatre into the future. So that's it for this week. Take care, people, and I'll hear you again on the sweet side. This podcast is produced by Sweet Spot Studio. New episodes each week, wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you enjoyed the show, leave a rating and subscribe to never miss an episode. Find out more at sweetspot-studio.com. 